This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Got a great show planned for you. As always, feeling, feeling a whole lot better, although still have some lingering fatigue and brain fog and phlegm and headache. It's amazing. It's amazing how um had all my vaccines, my boosters, and yet, bam. Weeks later, still dealing with some of the echoes of COVID. So uh, take care of yourselves out there and just trying to normalize not getting it because it's a lot more, I don't know, everyone kept saying like, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, you know, you're vaccinated, you're boosted, you're healthy, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't want it again. I'm still being thoughtful. I'm still wearing my mask. I'm still distancing. I'm not going around crowds. I'm not going into places indoors. I'm not going to the movies or concerts or anything. I, I'm telling you, I don't want it again. And I've clients that have had it two times, three times, and four times. And once was enough because I'm still dealing with it weeks and weeks later. So, um, you know, just because I, you know, wasn't hospitalized doesn't mean all was well. It is not just like the common flu. The flu for me traditionally lasts a few days, maybe a week. I'm about a month in. <laughs> um, DMs, always open. Got a DM for a strap in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. We love to hear from you. Questions, topics, things you want us to circle back to. And uh, past episodes are always over at wearechannelq.com. Starting off the show talking about internet. What? I know. Remember a time when we didn't even have it? For some of you, you can't. I can think back to before the internet, and we had to use things like encyclopedias. We had to use things like the school library and textbooks or the public library. I remember in my uh, grade school, believe it or not, going to the school library to take books out to research a topic or going to the local library, getting on their little databases using the card catalog. Y'all remember that? Looking for research. And if they didn't have a book on something, then you couldn't write about it. You could. You only had access to what was there or that they could... Um, get in through like some kind of interlibrary related system where they would ship books between libraries. Then I went off to college and it was very much the same thing as well up at NYU. Had to go to the school library, whatever they had, they had, you had to work off of that. That was it. It was wild. And now bam, 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 fingertips, it's all there. I also remember when the internet dropped and you had to dial up and it ran off your local landline. And if someone picked up the phone to make a phone call, it booted you off and it took forever to log on. Things took hours, hours to download. People complain now and it takes not even a second. It used to take hours and hours and hours to download. And it would go, it did this obnoxious loud sound. It was so loud as it was logging on. And again, someone picks up the phone at your house, you got booted off, oh my God, in the middle of your wild download. So times have changed. The impact of the internet on us has also changed because I think the internet has been really profound. It's helped people make connections with community. It's helped normalize things. It's given people access to information. Also, there's like an anonymity and privacy where again, you had to go to the local library and you had to write your name down. The books that you took out were logged. So there was no anonymity. Um, you had to walk in, they saw your face. You had to have a library card. They knew who you were. They knew what books you were taking out, tracking it. Internet's quite different. So I love it because again, it normalizes things. It gives us access to information and research. It's kind of an equalizer. Um, no matter where you live, you can still again, find things, people, places, but we wanna be aware of how it impacts our mental health. So that's kind of what we're gonna be talking about. How can we use the internet in a way that's in service of our mental health? So I'm keeping the bar high and that's what we're talking about. Um, and this is something that's come up through a lot of conversations with clients. Cause you know, again, part of my work clinically with my patients is looking at the impact that all these different things in their lives have on their mental health. 
and what they're following, how often they're using, you know, the internet, what they're looking at, even the impact of research. Um, what sites are you going to? Who's writing these things? Because people will still say things like, well, I looked it up on the internet and this is what it said, as though that's truth or reality. Well, it depends whose work you're looking at. I know I'm quoted multiple times a week in different people's articles, either through them using my books and whatnot, or through direct questions where journalists will reach out to me to comment on things. And so some of those articles are written by people that have decided what to include. They make the decision what to leave out. They make the decision what their thought is. It's not always um, impartial or apolitical. I've given quotes in service of something and they were misused and folded into an article on something that I don't support or believe in. But someone would read it, see my name, see a quote and think that that's a reasonable article or whatnot. So you have to be very thoughtful about all these different pieces. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about on the show today. So this is relevant to everyone. Um, because again, anything that's having a negative impact on our mental health, we need to change our relationship to it. We're not going to be necessarily getting rid of the internet. So I'm not proposing that, but we want to be more mindful. Mindfulness means looking at stepping out and looking at the impact certain things that have on us, our thoughts, our feelings, um, different, you know, technologies in our lives and technologies, man, the amount of time we spend on them. Talked about this on the show before. It was a smack in the face when my iPhone was showing me how much time I'd spent on it. And I thought, oh my God, <laughs> like what did I used to do with all that time? And what would I be doing with that time? What, what, you know, it's very isolative often being on our phone. So anyway, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about intentional use of the internet. So uh, stick around for that. DMs, like I said, if you got one, drop it in there. Give us a follow back and past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. You can binge, post, share, re-listen. You know, it's all about practice and reinforcing all those gems. So uh, go back and check it out and share it with people. There's a lot to learn there. So stick around. Like I said, we'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q in Odyssey. We'll be back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. back talking about uh, how to use the internet in a way that is in service of our mental health. Nothing's completely neutral, nothing, not dating apps, not Instagram, not Twitter, not the internet itself. It's all what we use it in service of. What parts of ourselves are leading our use, the impact it's having on us. Remember before, during, and after, that's something I say to apply to dates, to apply to friends, family members, internet, what you're following, everything, your gym routine. How do you feel before? How do you feel thinking about encountering this person, place, or thing? Um, how do you feel this person, place, or thing is reaching out to you? How do you feel why you're, you're there? Because remember, before, during, after. So during, how do you feel during your use, your time at the gym, your time on a date, your time with this friend, your time on the internet? How do you feel during? And then after, how do you feel when you've walked away from having spent time with it? And the answer should be hopefully positive before, during, and after, maybe at least neutral. But if you're feeling bad before, during, and after, then you need to look at your relationship to whatever we're speaking about. And the internet is one of those. And it's set up, my God, when you really dig deep into the algorithms and why you see what you see and what's placed before you, I'm burned out on the ads. 
uh, you click once on something out of curiosity and then it assumes that that's what you're interested in. You start getting flooded with all that stuff. But it's really hard to sometimes remember that what you're looking at isn't necessarily reality. I might be flooded with a certain kinds of uh, certain kinds of photos and I start to think that that's what everyone's doing and that's what everyone looks like and that's what's going on in the world. And it's like, no, that's a small niche. I had to think about that as a non-drinker. Um, I was away for the holiday with people that were drinking every single day. And I started to think, oh my God, am I the only person that doesn't drink? And I know I'm not, but that was a serious cognitive distortion that was able to creep in as a result of the environment I was in. And I'd forgotten, oh my God, what we spend time around, we start to believe and determine to be the truth of the world and reality. And then I had to come home back to LA and spend time around non-drinking and sober friends to be reminded, oh my God, there's a whole world that's outside of that. Uh, but we do that to ourselves with all certain, th all certain, all certain, you know, uh, kinds of things. And I was, um, at a uh, breakfast on Sunday and we were talking about the impact of the internet and the word that kept coming up was compare, comparison culture, compare and despair, how we're following things and we immediately start comparing ourselves to these things and what is the impact that that has on us and can we unfollow those things and what are we looking at? Um, so the first thing is just remember <laughs> that it's not real and you know, we have to be very thoughtful in how we use it. That's the first thing we're just looking at, how we use it. We have control over its use. We have control over its impact. It's a tool, it's a technology. We are in control. Don't let it have control over you. We don't have to use it in any certain way. We don't have to follow things we don't want to follow. I know it's hard to break away from maybe what everyone else is looking at or what your friends are looking at. Comes up for me a lot with even movies and music. I tend to like more niche, independent-based, musicians and art and film, but everyone else is watching these blockbusters and these things that are trending on Netflix and Spotify. And um, it's easy to think that that's what's right uh, because that's what's popular. And it's easy to think that if I'm not watching that, well, what's wrong with me? And nothing, <laughs> you know, culture has a lot of issues. And so to be living outside of culture is often a really powerful a reminder of your health. Buying into everything, conformity, assimilation is not a sign of health. Our values are backwards. Um, just even sticking with that word, I'll ask clients, what are your values? That's what we want to live our lives guided by. They don't know, but they can tell you their goals because we're so goal-oriented. We're obsessed with productivity and tying our identity and our self-esteem and self-worth to what we're producing and what our job is and how much money we have and our watch and our car and our home and our body. Those are all material. That's materialism. That's capitalism and consumerism. But what it should be is, what are your values and ethics? Very few people know what their values and ethics are, which means very few people are living a values-driven life. And that's a life with purpose and meaning. And they have no idea what they are. So that's just a little reminder there. Ask yourself, what are my values and ethics? And am I living by them? Is my life rooted in them? Let me let that guide me and get less focused on productivity and having so many goals. That's the opposite. That's about things and material. We know happiness is not born out of what you have. Happiness is born out of moving through the world based on purpose and meaning. And that's about your values and ethics and always let those things guide you. When in doubt, those are what you make decisions with. Um, for instance, going through a breakup, are your values and ethics rooted in care and compassion? Well, then that's how you should leave the relationship regardless of what your partner's doing. And that's what should guide your behavior. People leave relationships, rough example, and they think they have to be harsh or mean or burn it down because they're hurt, disappointed, sad, um, feel abandoned. Whether something harmful is done to you or not, um, fighting back, bringing in violence, being abusive, anger, that is, that's often not your values and ethics. And that's why it doesn't feel good and it makes it worse. And people are shocked when I say, leave lovingly, work your way out like you worked your way in, leave lovingly, act from your integrity, don't be mean. Don't be violent. Don't be abusive. Don't make it harder. Don't hurt the person, even if you've been hurt. That's shocking to people because we've normalized kicking people out, throwing their things on the street, putting them on blast on our social media. I've even seen people put up billboards talking smack about their partner, mocking their body, gossiping about secrets that were told to them. My God, we have to be better than that. That is not mental health. And again, as I've said on the show, that's a warning sign to those around you that you aren't mentally healthy and you don't know how to deal with disappointment and you don't know how to deal with your feelings. Um, and so always come back to your values. And that's part of the social media piece is we have to know what our values are. And we have to know that we're in control of our behavior, not the internet. So that's the first point. But really sit with that because a lot of people's lives would be made better if they just led from their values. 
and they didn't think that if I feel bad, I have to act or live from that. You can feel something and think something and act otherwise. You have more control over your behavior than you do over your thoughts and feelings. The work is about accepting and allowing those thoughts and feelings. Same thing with the internet. You have to allow it. Those things exist. Those things are happening, but that doesn't mean you have to follow them and be impacted by them and bring them into your psyche and saturate your psyche in it by constantly scrolling and looking through it. When I see people at the gym, which by the way, people used to like have their heads up and be thinking, or I don't know what we used to do. Now everyone's on their phone scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, just absorbing. And it's not good for them. Not only are they not present or being mindful, but most likely what you're looking at isn't something that's putting a smile on your face or enhancing your life. And that's our mental health. Um, all right, take a little break. When we come back, we can keep talking about how to uh, use the internet in a more mental health-centered way. And I'm sprinkling other little gems in there as I go. Um, I like that. I tend to kind of get a little sidetracked, but all meaningful. So, all right, y'all, stick around. Later, we'll be doing some DMs. You know the drill. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back and uh, talking about mental health as always, but we're talking about the internet and how they coincide, intersect, and just kind of talk about the fact that we have the most control over our behavior. We don't have control over our thoughts and feelings or memories. And a lot of clients enter therapy thinking that the work is about getting rid of these feelings, getting rid of these thoughts, getting rid of these memories. We can't do that. We have more control over our behavior. So the work is about making room for all of that and moving through the world, accepting that, allowing that doesn't mean we're giving it permission or we want it. As my, my favorite example, you wanted it to have be a sunny day. You popped out of your house in a tank top and shorts. It's raining, it turns out, though. Well, you don't want that. You don't like that, but you have to accept it. So you go in, put on a hoodie, and you go about your business. That's, what, that's how we have to deal with feelings and memories and thoughts. They don't have to control us. But we're led to believe that, they, that we have control over that. We'll say things like, oh, look on the bright side, or come on, toughen up, or put a smile on your face, or come on, feel better, or think on the bright side. Those are all things that imply we have control over our thoughts and feelings, and we don't. And we get into trouble when we try to control them or fix them or get rid of them. That's what all the clients think. If I feel depressed or anxious, oh my God, that's bad. I got to get rid of it. I got to be happy. No, life is actually about a lot of unhappiness. In fact, our brains are wired to think negatively, to protect us. That's built in. We have to make room and just allow and accept these feelings, thoughts, and memories. Again, we have to make room for it. We don't always want to find something and get rid of it. That is part of life. It's part of life. Even if you're taking medications, you will still feel those things. We're not robots. That's not the goal is to dampen down every single feeling. But we have to make room for it and let it be a companion with us because what we do have the most control over is our behavior. And that should be driven by our values and ethics. And the internet can throw that off because that's what we're really talking about. So getting back to that, we want to, this is a quote from someone else's work, choose to create versus just consuming. And that's what I see. Most people are just scrolling, absorbing, consuming, being impacted by not realizing it's impacting them. But what if we focus more on what we're putting out there? I think that's really beautiful um, versus just zoning out. What are, you, what are you putting out there? What message are you giving with what you're posting? Because again, our social media is us marketing ourselves, our values, our ethics, how healthy we are. I always tell people that with dating. Yeah, go on their social media. Everything they post tells you what's most important to them. What we post on our social media is us leading with what we think is our best and who we are. It's a roar shock. We're telling on ourselves. Look at it and say, what is my social media communicating to the world about me and what I value? Is it rooted in mental health? Also, how's the stuff I'm posting impacting other people? Am I adding good, positive things to the world or am I maintaining problematic ideas and norms? For instance, all these before and after photos, congratulations, I'm glad, but you know what? It also maintains an idea that in order to be happy, we have to lose weight or look a certain way. It also maintains this idea that that's what's expected of us and that's what everyone's goal should be and it's not. I want people to stop posting all these gym pictures. The, our, our bodies are just vehicles. They're important, they move us through the world, but I want us to be posting more that's rooted in our ethics and our values and our mental health and starting to normalize that because that's what we need more of. We need more creators and artists and healers. We need more wisdom. We don't need more materialism. We don't need more gym bodies. We don't need more things to compare ourselves to. Um, I know some of you won't like this, but you know, we don't need to see your flashy watch and your flashy car. Again, that's, that's the wrong value system. That's not what leads to happiness. That's burst of joy, but we're always going to be then chasing that. That is not the a life best lived. A life, a life best lived is one rooted in what gives you purpose and meaning. So pay attention to what you're putting out there. And also again, what you're following always, 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 always. Um, and also know that and we've taught, and everyone kind of knows this, but I think we still don't live from it or feel from it. We don't really saturate ourselves in this, which is that like none of that's real. You know, I think it's it's either Australia or the UK. I can't remember which one, but they're starting to make it mandatory that you have to post 
that you've edited photos. Um, you know, I don't know how I feel about that because I think that's a, a heavy load of policing, but I also appreciate what's woven in there. This idea that we want to acknowledge this isn't real. This isn't attainable. I was saying that about personal trainers that are on steroids. Just own it. There's no shame in that, but don't make people think that that's achievable otherwise. Um, same thing with people that are using a lot of Photoshop. People think that that's possible. People are led to believe that that's what everyone wants and it isn't and it's not possible. And owning how we got those images is helpful. And I love some of these famous people, models. Um, Paula, uh, Paulina Porskova, who a lot of people really don't remember, was a huge supermodel. And she's constantly on her social media. I was reading an article about this, posting untouched uh, photos without even makeup, saying like, I don't need to look perfect or airbrushed. I'm not modeling anymore. And even if I was, I'd probably do it differently, I think she was saying. But this isn't real. And I wish there was more reality. Uh, someone picked a fight with me when I had posted something about that saying, well, no one posts truth on social media. And I was like, I know, but wouldn't it be great if we did? Wouldn't it be helpful? Wouldn't we all relax more? Wouldn't it feel more honest? Wouldn't we then stop comparing ourselves to this fake idealized world that doesn't exist? It'd be so good for us. Like, why, why are you angry about this idea? Why are you angry about trying to create the world you want to be a part of and make things better? Um, I think cause we're all so trapped in it and we're all in a lot of pain. Uh, and I love people that delete their social media. I'm always so moved by that. I haven't gotten that far. I don't really post much anymore because I'm over it. I think it's stupid. Um, but the comparison thing is really problematic. You know, no one's living like that. But um, bigger than that, people that just completely delete their accounts, I'm like, man, props. That's a flex. I just don't have that in me yet. Um, especially because it also keeps me tethered to certain people. It's how I keep up with them and stay connected. And I learn a lot, you know, you can do that as well. All right. Anyway, I'm rambling. We're going to take a little break. We're going to do some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, a question, a topic you want covered, something you want us to circle back to drop it in the DMs on our Loveline at G page. Otherwise we're going to be back talking about the internet and mental health. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. All right, y'all, we are back, and now it's time to uh, slide into those DMs. DMs come from the uh, Loveline IG page. Sliding into the DMs. Got a question for us, drop it in there. Topic you want covered, something you want us to circle back to, let us know. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris and Loveline, I've met someone that is demisexual. So for those that don't know what that means, all different relationships uh, begin, end, and eroticism happens at different moments, different places in time. Someone that's demisexual tends to be one of those individuals where um, romantic attraction happens down the road once they get to know someone, just like sexual is someone who's more of the opposite. Once they get to know you, sexuality kind of tapers and drops off. We assume that if you get to know someone, trust is built and uh, more of a bond that maybe sexuality and eroticism grows. Again, that's more of a demisexual where frasexual is someone who's really more about spontaneity, newness and novelty and really does better in open relationships or hookup culture because someone who's more frasexual, again, once the bond is built and they get more intimate on other levels, eroticism drops off. And some of those people think maybe they're asexual or they are not attracted to their partner anymore. And it's just that that's kind of an incongruence where for a demisexual, it's more of, you know, a standard where the more they work in and get comfortable and trust is built, they drop some of their boundaries and eroticism builds. But again, it just speaks to the larger constellation that we all exist within. And um, yes, it can be fluid where with one partner, it's one way, another partner, it's another way. We're all a little more complex and less um, rigid. So I always tell people to hold these labels loosely. Um, but anyway, this person says, I met someone that's demisexual. Okay, cool. That means you got to hang in there, get to know them. Eroticism happens more down the road on the back end. Uh, your question, they said they've been very open about it. However, I feel like I'm constantly selling myself to them in order to see if we are sexually compatible. That's the problem. Uh, a lot of us get to have sex on the front end and we get to assess that compatibility. And sometimes if it's not there, we realize, well, I don't really want to put more time, energy, and attention into this relationship because we're not really maybe built to be sexual partners. And if someone's wanting monogamy, well, that sexual compatibility is imperative. Otherwise their limits are your limits and a lot of people can't get down with that. But if someone's, you know, again, more demisexual, someone who, you know, needs to build more trust in time before that's something that kind of kicks in, it's really hard to assess that. So maybe this is the kind of relationship where you got to say to them, I want to keep it casual, don't want to be monogamous or primary until we've really gotten to assess who we are sexually as a couple. It's a very fair, reasonable thing. 
Um, but back to your question, you said, I don't think it should be this way. I also feel like they aren't being open to me about what they like and don't like. So I'm overthinking every move. I don't want to seem ignorant to them, but I really don't understand demisexuality. It's foreign to you. It basically just means you got to hang in there. It takes time, but I appreciate that. Uh, we don't really want to not feel attractive. Desirability is really important. Our self-esteem is tied to that. So I value where you're at. You're saying, listen, I don't want to feel like I'm pressuring them into sex or pushing them into it. I don't want to feel, as you said, like you're selling yourself to them sexually. So understand what I kind of just walked you through, which is it takes time. It's not about you. It's about them. And you need to disengage your self-worth and your level of attractiveness from their sexual responsiveness or essentially their lack thereof right now. And if they're worth it, you hang in there, but continue to date and see other people. Maybe if you're worried about over-investing and finding out you're not compatible, but if this is someone you're interested in, give them that time and energy, focus on building intimacy on other ways. And again, doing the adult work of disengaging your self-worth from their sexual attraction to you. That's just part of life in any relationship. People's sexualities and interest in us is going to ebb and flow. And we can't be that dependent upon having our desirability reflected back to feel safe or wanted in a relationship. That's putting a lot of pressure on sex. So maybe you're not built to date someone demisexual. You have too high of a sex drive. You want sex from the front end. That's fair too, to say, hey, part of relationship and dating for me is sex. I don't wanna wait. I wanna have it now. And again, you either leave that person because they're not right, or you think they're worth it and you hang in there, or you say, cool, let's stay casual until then, and I'll continue to have other sex partners or date other people in the meantime as we continue to assess each other as partners, you know? Um, there it is. So I uh, got a question for us. Drop it in the DMs on our Loveline AG page. Want to check out past episodes? Go over to wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. All the shows are there. You can binge, post, share, re-listen. Um, we got lots more to come though, so stick around. Um, I love questions like this because I think we all kind of learn a little bit, but the answers aren't always black and white and solid. You know, relationships are about often... Um, putting our needs aside for the higher or greater good of what we're looking for. But anyway, all right, y'all stick around. We will be back um, listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around, y'all. All right, y'all, we are back and we're talking about the internet and mental health. Woo, you gotta use it, not let, not let it use you, which is what it's doing with those algorithms. Although a lot's changing. I was watching a news story about Someone who's just brought on for Snapchat because someone bought drugs and they OD'd and a father's saying, wait a minute, Snapchat's responsible for letting these people find what they're looking for. They need to step in and put on some parental controls and manage things better. And so slowly that's happening also with Instagram because I didn't realize a lot of what was going on. I'm too old for the usage of some of these things. I'm not swimming in all these worlds. I don't have Snapchat. I, I, every now and then I'll re-download and I'm like, what am I even doing with this thing? But I appreciate that for a lot of people. That's how they socialize. Some people, that's the first thing that they offer, not a phone number or maybe even an IG handle. They're like, what's your snap? Um, and then they kind of build a relationship off of that. But um, lots going on on these things. It's quite depressing. It's like such a misuse. These vehicles, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, that could just be love and light, as Sheryl Lazar from Let's Go There says all the time. They could be vehicles for that, but we really use them for dark purposes, to mock people, attack people, hurt people, ghost people, say abusive things. Oh my God, what are we doing to each other? You know? Uh, anyway, so substance over clickbait. Don't don't buy into that mess. Unfollow things, report things if it's truly problematic. Um, but focus on substance. You know, a lot of these things are just trying to make income. I'm constantly getting asked by Instagram to do income-based things. I'm not looking for that, and I appreciate some are. But um, a lot of this stuff is just about trying to make money and to uh, navigate it effectively, um, don't click on those things, you know? Look for the substance, follow the substance. It really does exist. I was trying to explain that to a parent the other day that it's not all bad, I was saying. There are some really powerful websites and bigger than that, a lot of community is built for people that are marginalized and exploited, people that live in rural areas and don't have access to community, that those things are really beautifully built there. And that I've had really hard days where following the right things, I saw what I needed to see and heard what I needed to hear and re was reminded that I'm not the only one with whatever it is that's going on. So for some people, it's been a real lifesaver. It's a powerful, you know, what do they call it? Social tether. Um, but bigger point is just because you're seeing something, you don't, you don't want to believe it or trust it. 
Um, just because certain kinds of information is available, it doesn't mean you should buy in. You know, one of the most powerful, beautiful things is that it's available 24 hours a day. Like I said, anonymous, confidential. Um, you know, you can find out what's going on around the world, the news, the weather, uh, you know, fun things to do. But not everything is worthy of trust. So you have to be aware of who wrote this? What was their agenda? That's left out. People aren't paying attention to that. Um, what was their purpose? Because again, when an article's written, they have an angle and they only include things that support that. We call it confirmation bias. There's a lot of things that are contrary to the evidence that they're showing, but they leave that out because they're trying to drive home a point. And so it's political, it's slanted. Um, there's, you can find an article that says every different angle. So whatever you find that supports something, you can find something that challenges that. So who's saying this? Just because an article's out there doesn't mean it's written by someone who's got experience, credentialing, or is a true expert. I see that a lot in my field. Um, we have to get smarter about that. So look for voices you trust, truly. Look at, are they making money off of this? Who might this serve? You'll see in some articles embedded, they're trying to promote a product. So the whole article is around trying to convince you that this is something you need, it'll make your life better, blah, 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 blah. And um, it can be very sex negative, body negative, anti-mental health. So again, are they selling something? Are they someone you can trust and are they a true expert and credentialed? Um, what have they maybe left out? Can you maybe find some articles that challenge what's being said? So you have a wealth of ideas and opinions to kind of bounce around. Uh, it's wild. No matter, you can find an article to support anything you're looking to have supported. It's called, again, confirmation bias, but we have to be critical thinkers. Who's this for? Who's being left out? Who are they speaking to? What is their purpose? Those are important things to remember. If you find my work, it's always going to be about mental health first. I'm not going to be prioritizing aesthetics and materialism. If you look at my work, it's always going to be body positive, sex positive, mental health centered, something that's liberatory, reduces shame. I don't use diagnoses and words and terms that make people feel bad or put people down. It's the opposite. I'm trying to undiagnose. I'm trying to make people feel better in the body they are the living in or their mental health or whatever's going on. I try to normalize diversity and creativity. I want it liberatory. I'm not about conformity and assimilation. And that's what a lot of mental health stuff is about. They pathologize anything that's different, too loud or, or not loud enough, too introverted or not introverted enough, communicates differently, whatever it is, um, because they want you to conform. There's some magical norm, uh, way of being, way of thinking, way of living that they're trying to assimilate you into because they assume if that's the standard or norm that that's healthy and that is not true. Because as we've said, a lot of the values in our culture are problematic and health is living outside of that, living on the edges of all that. Anyway. So pay attention to who's writing this um, and where it's coming from and you know what their, what their mission is, especially when they're trying to sell something. That will always be the biggest red flag. Um, not that there's anything wrong with using social media for sales. That's just the name of the game in capitalism, but just be thoughtful. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we're gonna keep talking about the impact of the internet on our mental health and how to use it wiser. And as I say all this, I'm just reinforcing this even for myself because I need these reminders as well. DMs always open. Past episodes of Loveline over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. You can binge, post, share, read, listen. Stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we're back talking about the internet, mental health. Find voices you can trust. That was kind of the, the, the ending point. Uh, be very thoughtful. Who's putting this information out there? What are they trying to accomplish? You know, we all are political. All of us, whether you realize it or not, and everyone's coming from a slant. I was telling you how I've been quoted for certain things where I said, wait a minute, what's this article about? For instance, I'll say something like, I don't subscribe to sex addiction or codependence as real things. Um, yes, people struggle with elements in there, but there's a different, healthier perspective. And they'll say, yeah, 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 I just want to know your thoughts. And then my thought is you know, misused and it looks as though I'm supporting something that I'm not. It's happened multiple times. And so just be thoughtful. I know, even, even I, upon asking all those questions, still have had that happen. Um, back to the internet though, don't, don't be someone you're not. Um, it's kind of like what I remind people on a date. Don't go on a date trying to be liked. Go on a date as yourself. Go on a date being authentic. Wear what you wear, go where you go, talk about the things that are true to who you are to really assess compatibility. Internet should be like that as well. Don't fake it. Don't promote and idealize life. Don't sell a dream. Just live your life. Put what you put out. Don't worry about how many likes it gets. Put out things that you want to put out into the world. Be the kinds of things that you want to create the kind of world you want to be a part of. 
Um, you don't need to look any other way. I love the reality. I love that we're getting back to more rawness, uh, less makeup, less Photoshop, less posed, just saying like, here's the things that I enjoy. And if someone else enjoys them, they can look at it. Um, it got so difficult for a while there. Every time I saw something, I was like, everything was so curated and posed and so Photoshopped and it, everything looked like some art project. And I thought like, this isn't even fun anymore. What do, what do we, like, why are we doing that? We're doing it for the likes and the attention, but why we've really shifted the purpose of the internet and apps at that point. They used to just be to curate things that are important to us and to connect with others and to share. And then it became about our worth. And it's led to a lot of mental health issues, really bad, especially in the youth. Um, so we have to be very thoughtful. What are we following? What's the impact it has on us? What are we putting out there? How are we marketing ourselves? Is this even real? Are these from respected people? And, and can we trust the voices and the information? Are they someone they are? Are they selling a dream? Um, also be aware of your mental health when you're going on the internet and using uh, all these apps and whatnot. Like if you're not in the best space, I would stay off because you most likely might bump into a few things that are gonna make you feel bad or sad, unfortunately. If you're in a great space, you're feeling pretty solid, ah, then you're better off. Keep track of time too, you know? Um, because everything won't always make you feel better. Not everything's positive. Um, just really remember that. I've had like a lot of us those days where you're not feeling so great. And then you just start seeing some things that you're like, oh, I didn't need to see that. That's just not what I needed right now. Because you never know what's going to pop up. Be more thoughtful than that. Check in on yourself. You know, if you're in a good, if you're in a good mood, you'll be better able to tolerate it. But potentiality is there. Um, also, here's something I learned a long time ago. I don't argue anymore. I'm not debating or arguing. I put out what is meaningful to me. And if people want to engage it, that's cool. But if someone doesn't agree or doesn't like it, that's okay. I don't, I don't need to defend myself or explain. I said what I said, you know, and that's why I post it. If you don't like it, unfollow or keep going. I mean, I sometimes even say that, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not here to hear what someone likes or doesn't like. I'm just putting my work out. I and mean, if you want to positively engage it, cool, but I'm not going to debate. Maybe I'll answer some questions, but um, I'm not going to argue. It's exhausting. And it's just like a little band-aids. You know what I mean? Arguing with one person doesn't globally make your point or right or wrong. It just creates more friction or abuse with that one person. Um, so I stopped doing that a long time ago. I just started deleting, blocking, unfollowing. I don't need to explain myself. I don't even need to tell them I'm going to do that. I get to decide how I run my social media and post what's meaningful to you. Don't argue. That's a big one. I see people getting into fights all the time. If you don't have anything nice to say, just keep your mouth shut. Seriously. No one needs to hear your hate put on an article like, this is dumb. No one needed to see this, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I see comments like that. And it's like, just keep that yourself. Keep your, you know what I mean? Like it's abusive, it's negative. No one, like that's not meaningful or constructive. Like what are you trying to do? What's the goal? And more importantly, we need to protect ourselves from those people. Just delete it, block it. You don't need to answer. You don't need to respond. You can't speak for everyone. You can't speak to every experience. There's always exceptions. Um, I know some people do that to me. They'll be like, what about this? And I'm like, well, I can't speak to every possible exception. I can't speak universally. I can't speak to everyone in every dynamic at all times. I'm generalizing. I'm globalizing. That is the best we can do. But sure enough, that's why I always say, if there's an injustice or an abuse, sure, lovingly weigh in on that. But if it's something you don't like or disagree with or you're frustrated or disappointed, keep your mouth shut. Just move on. You know, Go heal and process. You don't need to work through that and vomit on so on social media, don't post undigested, unprocessed thoughts and opinions. People just fire things off right away. So I offer that as a reminder to you. You don't have to battle anyone. You don't have to explain yourself to anyone. Post what you want to post. Let people engage it. Ask some questions. But anyone wants to battle, challenge, or debate, you don't even have to step into that, right? Um, these disagreements are a mess. Um, and, you know, again, just know that that's going to happen we can be seen by everyone and anyone unless your account's private. And so you never know who's going to pop on your page because of something you posted, someone tagged it, a hashtag. I never know how some of these people even find my work, but they come flooding in unhappy about something. It's like, I don't even know you. I've never seen you here before. You've never commented and here out of the blue, you want to attack. Nah, ain't putting energy into that. Um, so just remember that it, 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 it's not, <laughs> it, we don't have Instagram and all these apps in order to give hateful people access to us and our mental health. You know, I used to burn myself out battling people. And then I was like, I'm battling this one person or three people. That's not like a, a macro intervention. I haven't, you know, done anything truly activistic or meaningful. Just put your head down, put out things that are rooted in, you know, ethics and, and values and just move on with yourself. And that's why I don't even post anything anymore. You know, it's such a hotbed for frustration and anger and aggression. So 
burnt me out a little bit. Um, so anyway, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, bop out to some music, and when we come back, we'll finish off talking about this, and then of course we'll go to the DMs. DMs, questions you got for us, drop them in there. Anything you're wondering about, you're gonna help someone else out. A lot of people have the same questions, you know, no questions too small and they're always anonymous. And uh, topics you want us to cover, drop them in there or something you want us to circle back to, drop deeper into. And past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, you can click on it, binge, post, share, we listen. Lots of good stuff. It's all about the repetition, unlearning, and hearing some new stuff. So check that out. And uh, we'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. So stick around. We are back and we're finishing off our conversation about the internet, taking care of ourselves, being mental health centered. So much to think about. The first thing is, you know, if you don't feel good, you are following the wrong things. You are using the internet wrong. You are picking fights, answering too many questions, debating, battling. I see people that put so much time into that, answering everyone's comment and question. That's people pleasing. That's just trying to be liked. We gotta be okay not being liked. We have to be okay knowing that there's people that are upset with us or frustrated. I had to learn that early on. People did not like the fact that I was trying to liberate and normalize all this creative, diverse ways of being in terms of gender, sexuality, relationships, and they're just coming at me. Everyone's got an opinion and I just started blocking, unfollowing, ignoring, because it's like, I'm not here for people's aggressive, undigested vomit, you know? Like, if you have nothing nice to say or, or a calm question that's thoughtful, get out of here, you know? People don't need to be attacked. If you don't agree, move on, just move on. People feel so offended by a post. It's not for you if you don't agree, move on. And it's not that everyone has to agree with everything we might post, but if it's not a thoughtful question or idea, what are you doing? You know, it's a lot of attack. So early on, I learned that. Just be more thoughtful. Pay more attention to what you're putting out there too. You know, what are you a part of? The solution or are you part of the problem? You know, who are you including? Who are you leaving out? What message are you giving? Because you're marketing yourself. Um, also, just because information exists does not mean it's good information. Look at who's writing this, what their purpose is, what their slant is. It's very political. People put out their confirmation bias. They choose to just include information and quotes that back up their point. I've had my work misused in that way, even when I directly asked them what the topic was. Um, find places and sites and people that you trust, you know? Um, don't be someone you're not. I love that. Don't argue. You know, not everything has to be responded to. I know it's hard. We want to right every wrong. But again, unless it's an injustice or a form of abuse, just move on and let it be. And then I think the final thing to really remember is take a break. There's burnout. I was writing an article I put out a while back. I'll repost it at some point called Dating App Burnout. We shouldn't leave the apps feeling bad. We shouldn't leave the internet or the apps otherwise feeling bad. So check in on your mood. If you're not doing so well, maybe stay off. If you're doing great, eh, you'll be better open to all that mess you're gonna kind of bump into. Um, but taking a break, like I was saying, I'm really proud of those people that just delete. <laughs> I don't have it in me, I don't, but so many people have. What I am doing is I'm staying off of them, uh, posting less, not saying as much. I'm waiting for like a new tide because uh, there's there's waves. The first wave, people were just posting cute, nice, fun stuff. We weren't curating them, Photoshopping them, we weren't paying attention to likes. That was the first wave. If you scroll back to the beginning of people's pages, it was simpler, it was easier, it was just nice things. It was like sharing a photo album. Then we got into the whole thing. It's monetized and there's influencers and how many followers and how many likes and oh my God, exhausting. You know, everyone's comparing, everyone's feeling bad. Um, so I'm waiting for the third wave, which I hope goes back to just keeping it simple and easy and cute and fun, where it's more raw, it's more real, it's more honest. Um, not trying to win anyone over, not trying to lead with our best, we're leading with our honesty. Um, I know I'm always asking myself that, like, what, what am I doing in posting this? What am I trying to communicate? Who am I impacting? Because my, my, again, I always tell you, I lead by my ethics. My ethics are always, does this cause suffering? Is anyone harmed by this? Is this liberatory? You know, and that's one of my main ones. And then I also go, the other one is, does this make me happy? Is this fun? Um, so it has to be fun and it has to not cause harm. And a lot of what we're posting is not fun and it does cause harm. So think about to us or other people, you know, what do you want to be a part of? Because mental health is more than that micro piece of just us. Micro, you know, it's also macro. How's it impacting our friends, family, and community? Um, it's systemic. And we are responsible for how we impact other people. We don't just worry about our own side of the street and keeping it clean. No, we help our neighbor out and we look at how we're impacting our neighbor and our community and all of that. It's bigger than that. Um, I talked about that during COVID. I, I was asked so early on, it was such a big question, like what do you hope comes out of all this? And what I hoped would come out of this has not, which is we get back to basics and we get more honest and uh, more vulnerable and look out for each other. And that hasn't happened. Um, 
maybe there's still time. I don't know. But you know, again, the internet and the apps were never created to harm us. And they are tools and technologies. And we get to decide what we do with them and the role they play in our lives. And we get to decide the impact we have on others through their use. And take that seriously. I think just the use of these differently is a, is a, is a huge shift. Um, but they have a lot of benefits too. I'm not saying these things are all bad. Um, they've led to a lot of, uh, you know, enhancements, community and access to resources. I, I often tell people, you know, follow things that are aligned with blah, 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 whatever we're working on. They're trying to be more assertive and less aggressive. That's a direction trying to work on maybe body positivity or, you know, confidence around their new sexual or gender identity. It can be really helpful to follow certain people. They're inspired, they're role models. That's awesome. That's so awesome. We didn't have that before. The only thing you could do is what? Find something, I guess, in a magazine or a book at your library. <laughs> that was a lot harder back then, especially if you're in a you know, rural area or you're part of a you know, exploited, marginalized community or you don't have confidence walking into a store to get something. So um, anyway, that's that. More, more kindness. <laughs> that's what I'm always advocating for. More self-care, more joy and pleasure, more leisure, but overall, more kindness. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. Coming up next is those DMs. So if you got a DM for us, questions, topics, things you want us to uh, cover, drop deeper into, circle back to, put it in the DMs, whatever you're wondering about, someone else might be as well. So your questions help others and lead to some important learning. So do that. And past episodes are over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. You can binge, post, share, re-listen. But stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. All right, y'all, we are back. And uh, time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, my name is Mandy. I've been single now for about six months. All right, that's not that long. I'm not sure what your question is yet, but I want to remind people. Some people think relationships happen right away, back to back. Six months. Okay. You said, I'm on three different dating apps. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Either I feel like I'm getting super picky or dating apps are starting to fizzle out. I also really don't know where I can meet other people since I just moved to a new city. Any suggestions besides work? Yes. Every single place in the world. Here's the thing. Any place you go has the potentiality of being somewhere where you can meet someone. Um, I think we've gotten really lazy. I think we've gotten really passive. Some people gender it and think, oh, well, because I'm a female, I don't need to be assertive or ask people out. Yeah, you do. Grow up. Come on. It's 2022. It doesn't matter what your gender is. Not all men are assertive or tops. Some men want are more passive or shy and want to be approached as well. Um, so if you're not into the dating apps, which by the way, hang in there, give it time, six months, you know, come on, you can't, where did you get the idea that magically within six months of being on some apps, you should find a perfect partner. It takes time. There's some, sometimes it takes years. You know, it's all about timing. Who's going to be on them? Who's not on them? But anytime you leave your home, you have the potential of meeting someone at 7-Eleven, at the gym, on the street, in a coffee shop, but you have to live in an approachable way. So yeah, you got to make eye contact with people. You got to have your headphones off so someone can talk to you. You've got to be approachable. You got to smile. Yeah, I'm telling you to smile if you want if you want someone to feel safe approaching you because hopefully these days people are following micro and macro responses and are all about consent. So if you have your headphones on, they're gonna leave you be. If you got your head down, they're gonna leave you be. 
If you break eye contact, they're going to leave you be. If they smile and you don't smile back, they're hopefully going to leave you alone. So you have to smile back, start conversations, leave the house more. But more importantly, hang out in the kind of places you like to hang out because essentially you want to meet someone who likes to do the kinds of things you like to do. So part of being single, wanting to meet someone is being out in the world more. And like I said, being approachable, being accessible, being available. People aren't going to jump through hoops to come approach you. So don't always be surrounded by a group of people. Be out in the world on your own. And like I said, head up, headphones off. I talk to my clients about that all the time. What do you want someone to do, you know, to get your attention? You can only make it so hard. Um, people are, you know, they're trying to do the work, but um, you can only jump through so many hoops. So put yourself out there and you might have to be also willing to go up and ask other people out. But that's all we got. That's it. That's life. It takes work. There's no simple way. It can't be, how can I, you know, in a very passive, safe, easy way, just be approached or find someone. It doesn't work like that. So we got the apps and we got you being out in the world and making yourself accessible and approachable. And that's it, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm challenging everyone that I work with that's single or wants relationship to do that. I'm like, you have to hit on people. You have to go out into certain spaces because um, the apps can only do what they can do. And people have app burnout and there's a lot of bad behavior and um, people have limited time and energy and some people are overwhelmed with how many responses they're getting or the lack of depth in the responses they're getting. Um, I'd also say you got to widen your net. Some people are a little too hard-lined with height, weight, um, career, and all that. It's like you're getting in your way. That's ego. You got to be more about the character of the person and not the form. Their height, weight, and all that has nothing to do with what kind of partner they're going to be at all. It has nothing to do with their relational health. So get out of your head. You got to be bigger than that. Some people narrow the field down way too much. And they narrow it down and narrow it down and narrow it down and narrow it down. They're talking about a very small pool of people. So that's not going to help you either. So make sure you don't have an ego wish list and that you're kind of open to all the different you know ways that someone can show up. Um, that's it. All right, y'all. That is our show. We'll be back tomorrow. More good stuff coming tomorrow. So join us then. As always, if you want to check out past episodes, you can go over to wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline. Click on it. There's the other shows. You can binge, post, share, re-listen. Lots of great stuff. And if you got a DM for us, a question you want answered, a topic you want covered, something you want us to circle back to, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. We love hearing from you. Um, anything you're wondering about, someone else might be wondering about that as well. So uh, you help them as you help yourself. Because it's all about practice. Um, so, But uh, focus on self-care, guys. Uh, lots of rest, tons of leisure, and build in a little bit of joy and pleasure into your life. What's something you can still do today that brings that in? We need more of that. I'm still going through some rough times. Um, but thanks for hanging out. Thank you for hanging out. Be kind with yourselves. Be kind with those around you. As always, thanks for hanging out, as I said. And you enjoy the rest of your night. See you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.